Hey, welcome back to CC Talk Talk. It's been a while. We're back. Yeah, Dalton is here with me again. We'll talk about it. And today's episode, we are going to be revisiting one of our our first topic ever on this podcast, which is the con- Netflix conundrum. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the sequel. Yeah, and reason why is because uh, Scorsese made a comment about this recently, and yeah, it's worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed, and here we go. We're back after a, a long break since I think the beginning of December. Yeah, uh, pretty much a lot of things have changed in between then and now ever since. <laughs> well, it's pretty much the same also like the 2020 version too. <laughs> yeah, not much has changed. Everybody's like wishing, oh, you know, 2020 is coming to an end and 2021 is coming in. I'm like, yeah, we got the vaccines on the way, but in terms of other aspects of life I don't think much has changed around this corner of the yeah. world sorry to say <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we took a break because for one my computer died during December and oh then COVID came back in Malaysia with a vengeance yeah with a vengeance <laughs> and so we just things got it was difficult for us to arrange to schedule our time to have a session la. Mm. and well now it's, it's 2021 now and we decided like yeah we should get back in this before we get any lazier <laughs> and Scorsese came Scorsese gave us the perfect reason to come back la, basically <laughs> actually yeah so if you haven't uh, yeah what have you been doing like um, we are all at home recently uh, we don't have any cinemas to go to I think it's a really nice time for us to share our home cinematic experience if you can call it that well put it this way I don't have like a big home theatre system as much as the Americans who like proudly decry the death of the theatrical experience do uh, they probably have spent a lot of money on big screen TVs and like sound systems I just have my computer with me where I'm staying but what I do to replicate the cinematic experience as much as possible is that I download all these new trailers and I just sure. and commercials and I rearrange them as how the cinemas would <laughs> before the movie starts. Right before oh the movie starts. God. Because there's this YouTuber called the uh, Chris Tuckman. Please yeah. follow him if you if you it's like great. movies. He's a great film critic. Uh, he he had this comment, he made this comment which stuck with me and say, he says that watching movies online rather than the theatrical experience, the movies that he watched online tend to stick less than what he saw in the theatre. Yeah. Like the experience isn't that memorable and thus it really doesn't stick in the mind. So what he's implying is that we have to make the experience a bit more memorable. Like if you take actual efforts to, you know, Make, make the, an event out Yeah, to make it. an event out of yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you buy popcorn or you buy snacks, you buy certain drinks just to enjoy yourself. Like me, you know, I go all out with the YouTube trailers and yeah. commercials. So it's sort of like a mini experience even though I don't have the best of home theater system or projector or whatever. Uh, but I still, you know, remember, you know, hey, this is what's playing right now. Basically, I get to enjoy the movie even though on a smaller scale as, I, as what I'm used to. But it doesn't really dampen the overall movie's quality. I felt like I actually remember the movie a bit more. We'll get into that a bit later yeah, with yeah. the movie we're going to talk about later. We gave it, we're going to do another episode, I'm sure, about yeah. uh, watching movies at home yeah. comparing to the cinemas. Because obviously without a, watching a movie in the cinema, it has really uh, taken something away from that big screen feel. Yeah, and movies. also now that you brought it up, I also like to add one more like minor detail. Uh, with regards to how films are being perceived in this new method like I'm seeing a lot less movies getting 
high grades. And when I say high, I mean like super high, like full yeah. five out of five, four out of four stars, A plus or whatever. I'm usually seeing like a median B plus A minus, yeah. uh, a lot of C's thanks to Netflix. <laughs> um, there's not much exceptional films that have come out last year. I don't know whether it's due to the quality of the films or the the way that we view films that are yeah. supposed to be good. In I'm a, pretty sure. Yeah. The lack of cinemas affected that lah. Yeah, I can imagine certain movies. The wow factor. Let's say at least visually lah, mm. and the audio also. I guess in the cinema, uh, you will lose that when you're mm. not watching the cinema. When you watch, like you said, you watch on your laptop. I watch on a about a forty yeah. inch. TV. Oh, I have a desktop. Not not, not, I, I don't watch on a laptop. I have a desktop. Uh, desktop. Yeah. But still, yeah. it's not the biggest. Yeah, thing. no, it's not. So a lot of visual splendor will go away in a shot, especially, uh, and it will take away from the. Like the extra little spark you need to achieve that high score, you know. Yeah, sometimes yeah. You know, like I can imagine, let's say if a character walks down a beach and then it's sun, it's a sunset. You know, a beautiful sun rays shooting across the screen. You watch it in a cinema. You get to witness every beam, every ray, and then yeah. it just look amazing. But you watch it on a laptop, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, it's a sunset. That's it. You won't feel. Yeah, you're, you're like you're watching it. And, oh yeah, it's a sunset. You look next to you and you see your little damp window facing the <laughs> next door. So, <laughs> so it doesn't it have the same away. effect. Yeah, it takes away a bit of that. That's why they call it the magic of the big screen, lah. Yeah, uh, it really does. Uh, for me on my side, uh, I have a TV. Uh, not the greatest sound. Not the greatest TV. I uh, I think average at best. So I try to do my best to darken mm. my room, uh, make sure I don't yeah. need to see that window <laughs> that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, and I try to uh, adjust my sitting to be an optimum uh, distance to get. <laughs> I really struggle to get that the cinematic experiences. Mm. I I am someone who grown to rely on that to make me uh, immerse myself yeah. better, and and during this coronavirus break, break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I realized that. My excitement to watch movies has lessened Agreed. tremendously. Agreed. Um, in a way, it's because there's no marketing hype train going on before a movie like we used to get last time. It's only, it's only Netflix on YouTube. Yeah. So and it's so noisy. It's not focused like cinemas when they yeah. try to push a movie. And I guess also the studios are all cutting down on marketing budget when they want to push a new movie if there is a new movie. So I I realized that. I don't look forward to movies mm. almost at all now. <laughs> and then I just don't. And then on the downside to that is that because a lot of like you say Netflix originals they get pushed. Yeah. It's easier to market them online because the trailers you just plunk online. Yeah. Artwork you just plunk. We get to that. We get to that when when we really start. I know. Episode, I just, yeah. just briefly saying that there's on the flip side to that genuinely good movies that like the one we're about to briefly review yeah. they get pushed under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, um, lost uh, in the clutter. Yeah, because Netflix they want to push their own content. Yeah. But we'll get to that hmm. very soon. Uh, and yeah, so I realize now that when I want to watch a movie, I really try my best to watch it within the day before I lose my excitement for it, lah. Unfortunately, hmm. it's just becoming a thing now <laughs> without cinemas. This is like an you event, know. like you said, hmm. going to the cinema. It's like really good, attending an event, yeah. a concert. Se, well, you, you know, say. if you if you can't attend the event, why don't you make it into an event? You know, as, yeah. as best you can, like yeah. what I did. Yeah, it helped me. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it helped others uh, because yeah. my experience is different than others, but it yeah. definitely helped me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's our little comeback intro <laughs> thing that lasted for about five minutes or so, and now we're going to get into the gist of it. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you didn't know, earlier this week, the 
Messiah of Cinema. <laughs> one, one of the messiahs. One of the messiahs of cinema, <laughs> Martin Scorsese, uh, said this in an article. We can't depend on the movie business, such as it is, to take care of cinema. <laughs> he, he was actually uh, writing an essay on this Italian filmmaker called Federico Fellini. If you haven't seen like La Dolce Vita or Eight and a Half, please watch his masterpieces. But anyways, he was praising him and this was just like a side comment. He's yep. saying that films are being treated more as content. Yeah. Like not just in terms of the filmmaking, it's also yes. in terms of how society perceives film. Yeah. Right now, he's saying that cinema once a very prestigious form of art has now been sorry to say like, has now been downgraded yeah. to the status the same status as a YouTube cartoon video. a YouTube video or a tic- <laughs> worse, a TikTok video yeah. god forbid but yeah you know because yeah. Kosezi was saying that when we use the word content you know how yeah you can just say yeah, it's just the word content doesn't mean anything but mm. unfortunately in this world uh, certain words when you get labelled or classified as it is it's actually a very dangerous first step into something la. dollar signs yo dollar dollar blame yeah. so when when the business world when corporates use the word content they perceive it as a number in their mm. receipt bills it's a statistic yes so if cinemas and movies and even just TV shows like any story, platform, games, books or whatever is just seen as a statistic and treated as just a statistic, then it won't hold much value eventually. And if you treat the statistic like as part of an algorithm that says, hey, this is what people are paying more, uh, more attention to. And then what do the makers do? They pay attention to this algorithm. Yep. They make more movies like this. They, yep. make, they make more quote content yeah. like this and it devalues the art further yeah. because we're getting more and more of this uh, you know uncontrolled content yeah. out while sidelining actual quality filmmakers yes. because they're not telling the stories that they feel for or they mm. want to tell or an important meaningful life changing mm. story that they have not instead they're just making movies to cater to what the audience wants. No, yeah. Now, we're not knocking Netflix entirely for yes. this. They, they have indeed, they themselves indeed fund some of Scorsese's uh, pet projects like mm. The Irishman. I know I know uh, you didn't really like the film as much, but I loved it. I did not uh, say I didn't like it, but I knew that Netflix was using The Irishman for its Oscar push. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. Honestly, if they, did, they didn't need the Oscar, they wouldn't have funded uh, but, but this was pre-COVID times, you know, so they wanted to prove themselves worthy with the big boys. And yeah. now the big boys are like, ironically catching up with them on streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, Netflix funded, you know, passion projects like The Irishman, like Alfonso Cuaron's Roma. Yeah. So those kind of uh, artistic freedom that you don't normally get with the studio system, I 100% support. Mm-hmm. But on, again, the flip side is, there has to be proper curation of these f- films yeah. and not by a computer. Yeah. It has to be by human hands. Yeah. I completely agree with what Scorsese is saying because yeah. if you rely so much on statistical data and o- automatic curation of uh, you know movies based on this algorithm, you're going to end up with a lot of people uh, demanding more than they're actually supplying. Yeah. Uh, the dangerous thing here is that because Netflix, when how they recommend movies to you, they don't have, like Dr. was saying, there's no curation at all. It's human really, curation. Yeah, human curation. It's really just, oh, you watch action? Here's more action movies. Yeah. And it's really like that. There's just no other... There's uh, no meaning to yeah, it. Yeah, there's no meaning the, to the, it. The end goal is for you to consume. Yeah. That's the end goal. Yeah, and for them to be able to say, hey, look, we have 500 movies in our library and you will never watch <laughs> all of them by paying 10 ringgit a month or something like that lah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's what they want to do and that's all they care about. Hmm. Uh, so, it's very scary that... Because, uh, like, 
I run a indie cinema and here we we get to know our customers, our audience and when we recommend movies it's very personalized, it's very uh, curated per se. And I always have a tough time explaining this. Um, maybe Delton here can help me this time around. <laughs> but for example, let's say if you like action movies, right? It doesn't mean that you you won't enjoy a slow movie because maybe if you watch Roma, uh, Roma is too too far. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, give me a movie with with some story behind it. Like Shawshank Redemption, action movie, action movie with yeah. story. Yeah. Sicario. Yeah, okay, so Sicario, here you go. So Sicario, on a surface level, is just um, police and gangsters, right? Surface level. Surface level, In Mexico, yeah. drug mm-hmm. cartel. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it, and if you pay attention to what it's trying to say, it goes more, it talks about the black and white of good and bad, you know? Is the police always the good side? Is the gangsters always the bad side? Mor- and, moral ambiguity. Yeah. Mm. So maybe when you watch that movie, yeah, you can say, oh, I like action movies, Sicario was a good action movie. But then, maybe there's another movie, a very slow burn movie, maybe like Roma, that talks about that moral ambiguity of police and robbers. Roma, Roma isn't... Yeah, for example. Example lah, okay. So, maybe there's another slow movie out there, which has the same message, and then you usually, usually, if you follow Netflix's algorithm, it's mm-hmm. not an action movie, right? Yeah. So you won't watch it. But then when you talk to a friend and then you tell your friend, yeah, I like the Sicario, the action movie, because it shows how ambiguous the morality is between police and gangsters. Then your friend might be able to, yeah, I know this movie. It might be a bit slow, but it has the same message that you like, the same values that you like. And then, then you will be more open to it. And then you try it, you might like it. And then, hey, you just watch a non-action movie. And that's how curation can work it's the human touch like if you have like somebody who who you can follow or someone you respect like actually recommend you a movie you know you hear their reasoning for it and they understand your taste and yet they're still trying to recommend you you appreciate them for that that you know hey you know you're trying to share uh, a a story that you feel like some like it has in common with something that you like And you know now I feel like I should check this out for myself because I trust the person who's recommending it, this to me, yeah. rather than you trust it to a computer system which is like yeah. nothing but ones and zeros. And there's another problem there, like how you feel in the day itself. Mm. You know, if you're having a, a long day at work, mm. and then when you go back home, you're on Netflix. Netflix won't know that they're just like, hey, you watch romance yesterday. How about watching romance today? <laughs> but let's just say you just had a really shitty day and you don't even feel like seeing people fall in love. Yeah. Obviously, you won't want to watch that. But else, if it's a friend or someone you know, the human touch like you were saying, they were like, oh, they will understand that you're having a bad day mm-hmm. and maybe you want something to suit the mood or something to pick you up. Yeah. And that's where Netflix cannot do. They can't do it. Hey, so, we're going to say this. Netflix, if you're listening to this, right, you can just give us 10% royalty fee or something. <laughs> la. Add, add like uh, a questionnaire function or a survey function when people log into Netflix, you know. Ask them, how are you feeling? One out of five. I guess if you want to work with numbers, right, that's your system. So, do that. Ask people how they feel. Give them some, I don't know, questionnaire or a little survey or maybe a colour chart for their mood spectrum. <laughs> and from there, maybe add more layers to your algorithm instead of just genre. Yeah. Why or you, not? Or they could do like what movie did. Just ask guests, uh, you know, curators to come in and give share their list with yeah. them. And then just follow them, you know. Yeah. That's that's what I like. That's what I like to do actually. Yeah, actually, they should yeah. do that. Yeah. They should get like for example when Kwawan directed Roma, yeah. then they should have gotten him to create a few movies that, that are on Netflix. Yeah, that he likes. might as well yeah. since you're already bringing in a, a so-called yeah. artist mm-hmm. to the show. 
Hmm. I don't know. They might. Who knows? You know, maybe they, one of them might be listening. But I don't know. I don't. I don't hope really... so. I remember ten percent loyalty fees. Five percent as well is okay. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, streaming. We talked about this before about six months ago. I think mm, half a year ago. Wow, yeah. time flies. <sighs> Twelve episodes ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then a two months break. But yeah, we talked about um, Netflix needing to create better. Uh, yeah. Since then, a lot has changed. They a didn't curate better. They make more. <laughs> they make yeah. More they just stuff. made more. There's a third to all the boys I loved before. What? Actually, to be fair, the boys I love the movie, among all the other Netflix shows, is pretty okay. I mean, yeah, I heard that the okay. reception was okay compared yeah. to the rest of stuff they were churning like out. Three hundred sixty-five days. Let's let's we not go there. Just have to bring it up. <laughs> Reason I have to bring it up because six months ago when the ad first came out, well, it, both of us were so annoyed. I that hated that yeah. movie. <laughs> and the best part is, throughout the month, you know, now it's lockdown. We have yeah. to be at home. Every day when I switch on Netflix, yeah. I'm discovering more and more 365 <laughs> days. I don't know lah. My secret husband. What? Uh, the hot pool boy. Uh, titles like that. <laughs> Forbidden Love. Boy. I love it. There are so many variations of the title Forbidden Love. I did not know exists. I have to give them credit for being so creative with it. Everybody's like, stuck in lockdown. I suppose you want to shag in the pool. Go ahead. But still. I, I, I don't know. And the worst part is I... I swear, <laughs> I swear I don't watch these shows but they keep coming out on my recommended list and I don't get it did, why did you watch like at least one of like a few minutes of yeah, yeah. 3 and 6 fighting yes, because that, that's probably why but come on I watched like 5 minutes of I fast forwarded through 3 16 in 5 days but I watched like I don't know 10 hours of other sci-fi and oh, it's in your history then recommend me sci-fi it, it, it's in your history once ah. marked forever marked oh, shit. <laughs> that's the algorithm for you shit. I, I really pity the person who decides to watch 5 minutes of cuties I wonder what would be in his recommended list uh, cuties is another one <laughs> we talked about it in one episode before this and uh yeah. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> uh, I guess since we are here, let's just talk about it. So cuties, right? Mm. It's, a, uh, it's a French coming of age drama. Okay, which examines the discovering of sexuality, right? In a way, yeah. It discovered. It's basically about a young woman, not a young woman, sorry, a, a young girl, eleven years old, mm. who is coming to terms with her own self identity. Mm. She maybe she's mixing up with the wrong crowd, mm. who is like aspiring to win a dance competition by true twerking. True twerking, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, dressed in like hot pants and you know showing half your body <laughs> and all that. So actually, it's fine. The story is fine actually I mean it sounds no like a normal problem. coming of age movie that you normally see in America yeah. Japan China it's normal it's, it's a normal a story sensitive of a topic hmm. but it's actually fine if you handle it well and to be fair for those who are a bit more open minded <laughs> uh-huh. to watch the show they say actually there's a, a good message there he has a good hmm. uh, reason for doing so however however <laughs> Netflix here horrible. obviously ran with numbers and hmm. they are like hey people like this people like that so we must sell it like that and like mm. this and the posters came out to show yeah, the, oh, I, don't, I have no idea yeah. why they picked that so, particular Cuties poster Cuties is a movie that suffered from its marketing hmm. uh, originally the posters the French poster was just a bunch of girls dancing on the streets or mm. something or mm. like hopping around the road innocently dressed nothing wrong but the Netflix poster is basically them looking like Spice Girls or something <laughs> la. like 11 year olds uh, that's the most simple uh, 
example again. So that's the problem here with Netflix again, right? Just numbers. Yeah. Let's study what people want. We just give what people want. Give them more, so they'll yeah. pay more. You know that sort of mentality. You know, no we think. nuance. Uh, no, no subtlety. Understanding of uh, subtlety. <laughs> Oh, what's wrong, right? In society, ah oh, man. I mean, they they certainly made they made the choice to publish that first poster, knowing that it'll attract certain groups of people yeah. who, or at the bottom line is they don't care about the ramifications of posting such a such a such a design poster like that. They just want money. Yeah. All all at the end of it, they just want people's money. They just want viewers. Yeah, viewers because mm. viewers equals money. Yes. You know. See? And you can't deny uh, that poster created so much uh, it's free, it's online. free publicity yeah and well Netflix is ripping it out <laughs> unless we don't let them you know we have to keep talking about mm. it keep hammering them about it and don't let them go so easily but there, well, there's a lot of people who are really angry about yeah. Q2 so understandably so because the, the way they went uh, they went about with it right it's about as subtle as a brick to the face yeah <laughs> so I, re- I completely understand the anger behind uh, against QTs uh, so to speak uh, it's quite unfortunate you know f- towards the director because I'm very sure she does not have that intention in yeah. mind she's trying to actually prove a point yeah. uh, but again the, there's a thin line between actual exploration of the themes and exploitation oh, <laughs> so you're teeter tottering on that line there's a, you're bound to rub people the wrong way yeah <laughs> So, I really don't know lah. Netflix or whatever other streaming platform. I'm just saying Netflix because it's the most known one lah, right? Mm. There's Disney+, Plus, there's HBO Max. HBO Max, we're going to talk about it in the next episode. Oh uh, boy, really yeah. looking forward to it. Start, starting with Wonder Khan. Woman. <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about that movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, back to Netflix again lah. Please, please start curating your movies. Yes. Your recommended list. And that's, oh my god. I, I think I saw like, because I watch sci-fi, right? Mm. Then they put up a sci-fi list. And I think in the sci-fi list there was something like me before you. What? What? Why? I I. What? I, Why? No, I and I saw <laughs> when I saw that for I I can't remember the exact movie, but I'm pretty sure it's like me before me you before. under sci-fi la. I guess because the guy is semi dying and he's living longer. Do you, I don't know. Do you imagine the ramifications <laughs> if somebody saw like a paralyzed dude considered sci-fi? <laughs> he's moving in a wheelchair. No. Oh, <laughs> Technology no. moving here. So anyway, uh, yeah, I took like one minute staring at the screen wondering why is this in my sci-fi <laughs> list? I really just stood so and so stared somebody at the screen up, for a while. I, <laughs> I have no idea. La. And, well, Netflix has to do something about it. The creation is bad, dude. Uh, and like we said earlier, Dalton was talking about this like maybe 10 minutes ago about Netflix pushing their own content. Hmm. Then you get third party movies Like for example I know The before trilogy Not all of them Maybe just Sunrise and Sunset Is on Netflix For right. about Almost half a year already Never once Have I saw it appear On my list And it's really weird Because uh, my wife Joanne She watches some rom-coms On Netflix mm-hmm. uh, We watch Marriage Story Marriage Story Is the perfect movie To tie in back To Before Midnight But Never hmm. Bef- And the before movies Are one of the greatest movies you can ever watch in your life. Why were they not recommended to me on my list? Why? Why Netflix? Why? You, you have <laughs> Tell me why I cannot <laughs> You have you have to dig out dig them out in order to watch it, you know? Yeah, you instead they recommend me like you know to, the, to all the boys <laughs> I love. To be, it's okay it's an okay show. But, <laughs> but it's not the before trilogy. Yeah, it's definitely not before trilogy <laughs> levels. Like like I said earlier, you want to have a memorable cinematic experience. You go, Netflix is giving you that by digging the movies out, oh, by God. putting effort. 
I don't get it. Like, like Hit is on Netflix if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's on Netflix. Right? Yeah. But no, they suggest me they are what six underground or because it's their content. And oh, no. I mean, okay. If you look at it from Netflix's point of view, it's fair because it's my company. Of course I want to sell my products. I wouldn't want to I sell I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It's a business decision. Yeah, but and this is where like we we spoke about this a long time ago. Then add one list, you know, Netflix original content list and then another list for like the proper good movies that is open like if you want if you like our originals try the following from our friends in Hollywood or something friends. like <laughs> associates friends with affiliates, the, affiliates with the devil horns coming out yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like what, six underground I'd rather watch The Rock and Bad Boys all over again than that man exactly uh. yeah uh, Bad Boys was on Netflix so and that's only why not recommend me that instead of six underground <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> now I'm starting to see a pattern here. They're trying to come up with so much original content. Maybe they're trying to flush out all the studios because since they're having yeah. all their studio the, Disney services, is all gone from... Uh, Disney is gone. Yeah. Warner, Brothers, Warner Brothers is going to go next. Yeah. Because so HBO Max is on the way. If, if, you, uh, if you plan to watch a movie that is not by Netflix on Netflix, please watch it as soon as you can because... Buy uh, the Blu-ray, you'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we always say that, right? But yeah, um, watch it as soon as you can before they take it off because yeah, anytime, this is going to be a movie anytime. So right Paramount now. is also coming out with Paramount Plus. Oh, man. So this is just like you know like Disney Plus is also hitting Southeast Asia early this year yeah. insider knowledge yeah. um, and what else is there what other major studio I don't know about Lionsgate Lionsgate is still pretty safe but yeah you got like three major studios already coming up yeah. with their own streaming services so Netflix is being like, surrounded so to speak uh, to be fair okay since we've hammering Netflix so much I have to give them props for the Queen's Gambit it was a really good oh, series. Yeah. Yeah. And we need another episode on that. That's yeah. a great show. Really, a really great good show. series. Yeah. It's amazing because there you have Netflix pushing rubbish like Six Underground. But then there you have Netflix also pushing <laughs> Queen's Gambit which is an amazing show. And They push everything yeah. as long as it's, it has the Netflix name on it. Like you see The Irishman, Roma, yeah. Marriage Story. Uh, when I say push, I mean appear prominently on their homepage. Like when you log in Because that's what right, they do Right And like for Roma I didn't get that at all On my Really? Yeah I didn't see it I think I got it once page. But that was like Quite yeah, a time ago yeah, just Queen's one. Gambit was like A whole week on my home screen Every time when I log in Or something like that mm-hmm. But it's great Uh if you never watched indie movies before, I think Queen's Gambit is a great introduction to like how an indie show or movie will feel. A bit slow, dialogue heavy. The, uh, not yeah, it's not the typical yeah. mainstream bits, really. It's not the typical Actually uh, it drama. would be mainstream if it was made forty to fifty years ago and it was oh, released yeah. in cinemas in a three hour length. Yeah. Like it felt like something made from a new Hollywood studio kind of a mm. product. I can see it being yeah. an A24 series, man. Easily. Mm. So, yeah, it's a good introduction to indie indie shows. Mm. Uh, I'll talk about this another day. Yeah, so it's yeah, a side project that I'm working do, on. Let's do that. Let's yeah, do that. Because, well, indie movies should be watched more. La. There's so much <laughs> great stuff there. Indie, indie movies are the future of cinema. And television. I would say television is getting much better, but indie cinema is not far behind. Yeah. So, and then... Just now you you brought up how all the big studios are starting their own yeah. streaming platform. Like most of them are right now starting them up. Um, pretty much all of them will in the coming few years. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to both be excited and worried about. Yeah. Or worried because the state of cinemas, as you know, right now with chirping crickets yeah. in the cinema. See, hall. we've talked half an hour worth of streaming without even bringing in cinemas. <laughs> they're they're right there. Okay, the tarantulas <laughs> are there waiting to make their nest in the seats. So, <laughs> so I guess it's good. So. 
So the thing, the danger here is that it's funny because we everyone went into Netflix, the first ever streaming platform, major streaming and platform. The first major one. Because uh. we were sick of the pay per view format of uh, of satellite TV, like yeah. Astro for in Malaysia. Where you know, oh, you want movies, you have to pay. You want sports, you have to pay. Mm. So Netflix came in here like a hero in shining armor. Like, hey, pay once and get everything. But then... Remember Harvey Dent's words. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. (laughs) (laughs) And now... Disney is coming up with their own streaming platform. Warner Brothers with HBO Max is coming up with a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Paramount Plus is coming out. So <laughs> with all the studios coming up with their own, we are really going back to pay-per-view. Hey, you want Warner Brothers stuff? You want The Dark Knight? Oh, pay can, for can, Warner Brothers. Can you imagine spending, I don't know how much is it in Malaysian ringgit, let's say US dollars, can you imagine spending nearly 150 to 200 US dollars a month just to keep up with all these subscriptions? That much, <laughs> really? If you buy all uh, of them. Oh, man. So... <laughs> It, and and here uh, I'm actually worried for Netflix Netflix because Disney has their own studios. They have like an entire army behind them to churn out content mm. or movies or whatever you want to call it. I'll them. I'll give Disney Plus credit over Netflix. Disney Plus has quality control over their curation. Yeah. So I'll give them that. Over quality control sometimes. <laughs> it <laughs> overly control Parent, uh, the parental guidance thingy. Right? Let, let's get into that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a hot button topic right uh-huh. there. <laughs> the Mandalorian with the actress. Oh, Gina Carano. Yeah. Okay, that's another story. Yeah, so okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, and then and Warner Brothers themselves also they have been in the industry for the longest time with a bunch yeah, of they're studios, they're big, big leagues, man. Right? Warner Brothers. Whereas Netflix, they do not. Yes, you can say they have original content, mm-hmm. but they do not have. They are a huge studio to keep coming out with their original stuff. And they don't have like a whole team of producers. They don't have a, like a lots of props and all those things. Yeah. So if this goes on in the long run, I honestly struggle to see how long Netflix can stay in the fight with Disney and Warner Brothers. You, you saw know? that trailer, right? For uh, I think in January, mid-January, they released a, like a trailer of a hundred plus original Netflix movies that's coming out. Whoa. I mean, yeah, some of them look good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see Zack Sex Snyder's zombie film. I'm also looking forward to see Don't Don't Look Up yeah. with Leo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So some of them I'm genuinely looking forward to, but there's a lot of them which I'm like, you're, you're, you're just p- placing filler out. Quali- quantity <laughs> over quality. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know and there's this movie, Red Notice, Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot. Yeah. I have no interest watching that. Yeah. Honestly, really. Because I'm like, I'm so petered out by all these Netflix blockbusters that I just like, uh, I'm done, you know. But the... Oh, yeah. There, there was one that came out with, um, oh man, that Bohemian Rhapsody. Rami Malek? Uh, Rami which, Malek. Which Is it The Simple Things? Uh? That, that's Warner Brothers and HBO Max. That's uh, The Little Things. Uh, the Little then Things. Denzel Washington and oh, yes, Jared yes, Little, yes, right? Yes. I mean, these are, the, I know it's, uh, okay, it's Warner Brothers, but these are the movies where it's an it's an average at best script. So I they plug in big names. I, I saw the movie. I'm I'm going to get into that ma a bit later. Like if you re- if you let me uh-huh. just a little bit, but from my understanding, it was meant to be a theatrical release before yeah. COVID hit. But a January release, yeah. and that's another conundrum. <laughs> I I don't know. So yeah, Netflix streaming platforms. Uh, where are they going to go? I have no idea. Uh, recently. I heard that Netflix is going to introduce a random play button. 
Oh uh, no. It's just like Spotify where, you know, you can discover new bands or new singers. So Netflix apparently is adding a random play button. Who's the uh, button made for? <laughs> Imagine you're watching like 365 days, I want more. And you press more and suddenly you get randomized Roma. Or you randomize yeah. cuties. <laughs> and then there's like three different sides of the pond. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I, I don't know how this works because not like song songs is like what, three minutes worth of commitment. Yeah, exactly. So that's fine. You not can just skip. It's fine. Two hours worth yes. of commitment. Six hours if you watch three movies in a row. Yeah, And it's just like what Scorsese said. If movies are just treated like a number, and our commitment to watch it will also lessen tremendously. That, just imagine, mm. I can imagine myself, okay, I'll click random. Uh, and then like they give me a uh, Roma for example mm. and I'm not someone who watched that kind of show for example and I'm watching it five minutes in eh skip next and you will cultivate that habit of skipping to the next movie which is so wrong, 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 it, it, wrong. it's surfing channels all over again yeah you uh, know worse yeah worse worse <laughs> it's worse oh my goodness yeah. Because because when you surf channels previously in, in historically, you just change just to skip a commercial or something. You're not, che- yeah. not necessarily, and, and you can't it. fast forward or rewind. Yeah, but now you can, which just makes it too easy to channel surf like you're that. You're more demanding, and you're more like a sense of entitlement for you to. You know what? I deserve to change. Poop. You know what? Fuck you. Oops, yeah, sorry. and that affects <laughs> storytelling because yeah. imagine if I'm a new upcoming director. And Netflix is giving me millions to make a movie, right? Hmm. And knowing how Netflix works, I am uh, bound to make a movie that has a great first 5 or 10 minutes to mm-hmm. sell the movie. And in that way, every movie will be like following a formula. Oh, the first 5 10, min- 10 minutes must be great or else people will skip on Netflix. Because like that's the rule. You have to hook the audience in within f- the first five, 3 to 5 minutes. That's the golden rule of filmmaking and TV series. Yeah. That, but the thing is Netflix knows how to do that they forgot about the rest after the 3 or yeah. 5 minutes <laughs> at least for, mo- for most of them I'm not saying and, for all of them and not all movies need to be great in the first 3 to 5 minutes it can be a mm. slow burn it can take its time and it will reward you at the end yeah so mm, <sighs> they don't understand like the investment in the characters and the investment in the story like if you want to see where it's going like you stick around and you might be you might end up getting rewarded at the end you feel like oh okay that was a worthwhile journey that was a worthwhile adventure and I got away with something from that that's the real power of like good movies good series yeah. etc you know I don't know man okay la, I'm gonna make a prediction la. With, with all the big studios coming out like Disney Warner Brothers who are traditionally known for making movies right mm. I, I, I feel maybe maybe because Netflix all this time they've been making or supporting original content like Scorsese's and mm-hmm. Quaron's you know, so-called artist projects. And then they do this just to be taken seriously. Uh, it's an open secret lah, okay? <laughs> so I have a feeling, right, with Warner Brothers and Disney Plus coming out with their own streaming platforms, right, maybe Netflix will just stop doing movies. They just go back to doing series. I wouldn't mind that actually. Yeah, because like, the series actually has been... Generally there's, better Yeah their series Overall has been much better Than their co- output of movies yeah. Their original movies So to say And I wouldn't mind uh, And I think Thing from Netflix point of view uh, Is great for them Because yeah. In terms of okay. numbers Viewership uh, Length of investment With uh, viewers coming back It's much more rewarding For them In a streaming but angle Here's the thing They keep cancelling Their good shows <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing <laughs> Right. Mindhunter, come on, we're oh season three. Glow for me. I yeah. freaking love glow and they cancel. Don't, don't be glow. surprised if they cancel Stranger Things one year from now. Yeah, the two. Even more. though it's even though that's their flagship series. 
right now. It's getting bad though. <laughs> Season 2 and 3 was just a decline. Uh, uh. Glow. Oh my god. If you haven't watched Glow, it's great. And it's so sad because uh, Season 3 obviously ended with a cliffhanger that led to Season 4. And Season 4, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember things correctly, right, all the actresses and actors who were posting on social media, they just wrapped up production. This is before COVID. And they were about to enter pre uh post production. Season five. No, it's gonna end at season four. I remember it was announced season okay. four was the last one. They finished production and a few months later Netflix announced that it was not gonna be released. That's the end of it. Oh what the flying F dude. All the Hard work. the actors and all were broken, they were sad. Uh, and yeah. even the actors were started a small campaign to ask Netflix to salvage whatever that was filmed. And give them a chance to at least do a two-hour movie to end it. Yeah, yeah. just at least a two-hours movie to end the show. No, it was oh, just man. Yeah. so. That's it. Oh man, that's it. They actually filmed scenes already. They were about to enter post-production, and that's it. Why? Oh, because the fan base wasn't big enough. That's it. What? But oh my god, I guarantee you. Let's say if the fan base is only like ten thousand people, right? That ten thousand people love glow. It's really fun that show. Maybe give yeah. give or take a few years down the road, they'll do the same thing. Uh, maybe they'll give the same treatment to that show, like uh, Sense Eight and yeah, Firefly. Sense Eight is one the first example. <laughs> Fire Firefly. Just we done is now just done. Uh, <laughs> so oh, I don't yeah. know what Netflix is doing when they have good stuff in at hand. People love. But they throw it out because what no big names are attached. Yeah. Uh, what the numbers are not big enough. But come on, give it time. Cult classics, man. Alice never heard of it. Alison Alison Brie isn't exactly a small name. Yeah. So uh, I don't understand. Compared to Gal Gadot, I guess. Uh, uh, I guess so. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Hmm. Uh, I mean, well, why one? Why continue Glow when you can do a Gossip Girl remake? Oh no. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Yeah, so, and I don't know where Netflix is gonna go. I really don't know. Uh, Plus, <laughs> I hope they will stop, like what Dalton was say, controlling freedom of speech with freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing is, I know uh, Gina Carano. Yeah, she has the right to express her opinions, and Disney Plus has the right to also reach, to basically do whatever corrective action they need based on that statement if they found it to be very derogatory towards you know, certain races but yeah that was uh, I mean very exhibit A James Gunn okay I know so the double <laughs> standard a. I see the double standard there you know because James Gunn has said some horrible things on Twitter he himself has apologized for it like you know yeah, I'm not going to hold the person he is today with the person he who made those tweets back then like people can change I believe that yeah but you know if like in the case of Gina Carano if you like you know Disney has a very strong stance against this kind of things now you know you you keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them despite you know from what I hear despite John Favreau going all out yeah. to defend her yeah. you're kind of asking for it you know I it's unfortunate but that, there you go you know that's the situation of the business well I hope the fan backlash will be strong enough to affect things lah. They're I actually really thinking so. of recasting her rather than killing off her character or whatever. So Even worse. Yeah, so... And then she's going to be, sorry to say, a black lady. <laughs> and... <laughs> well, is this the... Hey, we need to, you know... Film? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Be about. inclusive. <laughs> yeah, true. But you know, Disney is like... <sighs> at least the Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, from what I hear, they're doing a lot it's of a good, good things show. about it. It's a good uh, show. You know, I just... Like they're making strong characters, you know, 
black, white, male, female, whatever. It's easily three times better than the movies. La. I know, but... The yeah. <laughs> and they're doing it without, like, beating the audience over the head yeah. with the message or whatever, yeah. you know. that It's it's telling a story. It's not lecturing. So, you kind of, like, when you lecture someone, you're always going to get this rebellious streak from whoever's being lectured. So, like, no, I'm not going to tell you what you do. So, and that's why people did what they did in January, but that's another thing altogether. <laughs> yeah. But... So, Sorry, um, but at least for Gina Carano, I know that she's trying to. I know she she really has like a new movie in her plate, and it's by an American conservative company. <laughs> I'm not sure whether you know of the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro, but yeah, I have yeah. like I've, I've I, a bit about I discuss all the time with my friends who are in America about him. So he's like a he's something. <laughs> so to speak. I'm not saying anything good. Or, I'm not saying anything bad, but he's definitely something. So. Now we're having like this cultural war in the United States, like left wing or right wing, uh-huh. Democrats, conservatives. So Gina Carano is now making movies for the conservative. I don't know what's gonna happen in the United States from now on because they're like trying to go against this liberal Hollywood entertainment. So, oh, man. <laughs> so the whole thing is like shifted the whole now. World, la, not just America, <laughs> la. Uh, oh okay. boy, that's back to streaming platforms. Uh, uh, so I guess. Uh, uh, naturally, we will have to talk a bit about uh, actual cinemas, la, right? Mm. And it's very scary how all these streaming platforms, and unfortunately, with how long it's taking us to handle uh, COVID, finding a vaccine and all that, and more cinemas were shut down because of it. Yeah. And uh, one of the ways we can predict things to happen is that studios will start buying cinemas. And like we talked about once before, is studio-owned cinemas. So pretty much what happened 50 years, like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Studio. So just imagine, oh, you want to watch um, The Falcon in the new Marvel movie. Then you have to go to a Disney cinema. Yeah. You go to a Warner Brothers cinema, you pay extra 20 ringgit. Uh, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> the way it works, from what you tell me, it's like, I'll, I'll put it into this way. Hey, you want to see the new Disney movie? Uh? Oh, okay, let's go to uh, Disney GSC 1 Utama. Yeah. Don't, let's not go to the Warner Brothers GSC at 3 Damansara. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be like that it's eventually. Like that. Oh, boy. And it's bad. As, as for us as consumers, it's, uh, it's just bad. Uh, once this happens. I can imagine Warner Brothers and Disney, like imagine they have movies showing in the same theatre and they'll have like a literal brawl outside the theatre. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> just Justice League and uh, Avengers ha- coming out at the same day oh, <laughs> eventually I can't wait for like big tech companies like maybe Apple or Facebook to get into all this man Apple that's the other streaming service oh. that, that's the one that slipped my mind I was about because I said there was yeah, one more player stuff, uh, Apple is actually doing a yeah. damn good job yeah. I will say this because I saw Greyhound and all people give a lot of mixed reviews for Greyhound yeah. Greyhound is actually not bad yeah. like there's sexual quality to it and there's another movie which I highly recommend you watch if you have the time mm. uh, Wolf Walkers yeah. it's from this Irish uh, animation studio called yeah. Cartoon, Cartoon Station Cartoon Studio sorry if I got that wrong but they are doing amazing work. Like, it really felt like a fairy tale. Yep. Uh, and they didn't shorthand the message at all. You want a good series? Uh, I, I believe it's on Amazon or so. It's mm. a Ted Lasso, if I'm not mistaken. Ted Lasso. Comedy, yeah. Okay. It's about an American rugby coach who is very, like, average and he got a chance to manage a football team in UK. And it's pure oh. comedy, yeah. It started out as like an ever- advertisement, but people love the ad so much, it became a full-length series. <laughs> yeah, apparently really good reviews. So it's like Ernest. 
Anybody remembers Ernest? No. Okay, now no. I'll get into that. Someone. Yeah, Amazon's doing good. Um, <laughs> they, apparently, they are doing really good job, putting a lot of care into the new Lord of the Rings series, which they are going to do release next heard, year. Yeah. Also, so promising. Amazon, very very promising with what they're doing, lah. Mm. Let's hope they stick to it and mm. not fluff it up like Netflix. Yeah, let's hope not. Uh, yeah, in terms of cinemas. I re- going back to cinemas being owned by studios. I honestly probably that might happen. Yeah. Regarding the state of cinemas now, not counting the GameStop fiasco oh, that happened tough. last month, <laughs> but no, I was thinking like you know, I don't think cinemas would die off entirely. Never uh, that that's never no, the case. Not. There will always be a place for movie audiences craving to go to yeah. experience a big movie yeah. with a large audience. See like big movies like the Avengers, like you know Top Gun. All those big budget movies, they are never going to die. But let's say for independent, lower budgeted fare yeah. that might find like a niche audience that yeah. audi- like people want to go out of their way to see something prestigious. Yeah. That's probably going to slow down. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to completely disappear, but that's going to slow down. Like because everybody's watching these kinds of movies at home yeah. because they don't want distractions, yeah. so to speak. Which is unfortunate because like probably the best way to watch that kind of movie is also in the theater. Uh, but you know times change like you know like everyone said again gotta make it you if if you can't get the experience you make it into experience yourself yeah so it's like and if you, if you if you believe like if you're someone who say like oh what's so big about cinemas you can just watch a movie at home I guarantee you like, when cinemas reopen and you step into the hall and when the, when the screen plays up yeah. you're gonna realise how much you miss it like. yes it's exactly something that can't explain but when you feel it, oh, you like you're like really even familiar. last year, the last the most recent movie that I saw in theaters, and this was the decision I made was Soul Disney Pixar hmm. Soul, and oh, I you got it in cinema. I saw it in oh, cinema. If touching wood, every single cinema in Malaysia closed down. If I would not regret it, if that was the last movie I saw in theaters, Soul because. Honestly, I don't really want the last movie I saw in theaters to be Wonder Woman, Train to Busan Peninsula. Oh, gosh. oh wait, actually, I saw no, that was before Tenet. You know, oh yeah, that was so, okay. Yeah. I saw Tenet. Wonder Woman that, would probably be the one. I didn't see Wonder Woman in theaters. <laughs> My cousin actually got the movie. They say, hey, "Let's watch it." Uh, so would be an amazing movie, <laughs> an example to share the magic of the big screen because I watched Soul on TV <laughs> and a lot of his. Uh, the Pixar magic like, you know when the Pixar yeah. movie is playing the visual splendor is mm. definitely there and it's like it's like Inside Out mm. if you if you didn't know Inside Out characters like like Joy when she's happy her skin actually sparkles yeah I saw and when she's not happy her skin doesn't sparkle it, it, she still glows but it doesn't sparkle mm. and that is something that you little actually de- won't realise on the TV Little details ah. that you will not get on a TV when screen When you watch it on a big screen Blown up like 10 times bigger mm. than the TV Only you notice these things And it's the same thing with Glow uh, Glow Soul <laughs> I, I really feel that When I was watching Soul Since when Okay a bit of a spoiler But when they're in that That dream state place Where they're at Purgatory Not Purgatory The happy place the, Oh the okay, okay, okay Very cute place Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's so It reminds me a lot of Inside Out's uh, glow and radiance hmm. That when I watch it I actually felt like Man It would have been Like an extra half a star rating dude, For me watching it in the dude, cinema Dude the score easily. by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross I heard that in the theatre Like my god yeah. It's like very ethereal I mean these are the guys Who composed the score For the social network yeah. And uh, uh, What you said is great uh, yeah. The ethereal score Because hmm. 
let's say if you only have two speakers at home, which is what I have, it's not the same. You won't feel it's that the same. material feel because when mm. they do sound mixing, right, mm. to achieve, well, not every time, but most times when you want to achieve material, uh, material soundscape, the sound will like float about all the speakers to make you give you that sense of floating. Yeah, because it's always mixed, f- uh, to be. It's meant to be mixed for the theatrical surround experience. Sound, yeah, basically. surround sound. Mm. So when you watch it at home with two speakers, you lose it. It's just a flat sound. It's just sound. 2.0. Yeah, it's a nice sound. <laughs> yes. Uh, a nice sound will definitely still sound but nice. But you don't get that immersion. Yeah. Mm. Like certain scenes when the wind rustles through the character and you actually hear the leaves blow from right to left. Mm. You, you lose all that. Uh, Dunkirk is a good example. You you won't feel the bullet shots hit the back of your seat. No, Dunkirk, literally. I, uh, Dunkirk, I felt like I was the one getting blown up. So <laughs> when you hear it on a two speaker, yes, you know oh, it's an explosion. That's yeah. it. But when you watch it in a surround sound, you really can feel like oh my god, it's behind me. I definitely you know in a like movie it's behind you. <laughs> yeah. So it's sad. Uh, if cinemas are gonna die, lah. I don't. Not. I don't think it's gonna die entirely. Just that the landscape will change. Like there's more big. There's bigger movies for sure. Will yeah. come out. All those big franchise names. They'll definitely come out in theaters. Yeah. Anything with Marvel. Anything with DC. Big Hollywood property like James Bond, yeah. Top Gun. They're all gonna come out in theaters. But you're never gonna get movies like say like Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine oh, yeah. or the Before Trilogy. Yeah. Like you're never gonna get those in yeah. cinemas again unless somehow somebody opens up like uh, theaters specializing for these. Kind and of with movies. streaming killing Blu-ray sales, mm. even worse. Like cult classics won't be able to get a second life in selling physical. Mainstream copies. movies, mainstream movies will not get uh Blu-ray sales for now. Mm. Um. However, they will probably get like the collector's edition treatment. Yeah. That, that, that's only for niche still, audience. Yeah. Still. Because like like vinyl, vinyl records. Because yeah. everyone is not going to have like a Blu-ray player. That's the not problem. Not in the future, no. Yeah. So because of that, movies like for example, uh, the cult classics, lah, hmm. they won't get that second chance to earn back their costs through physical copies. Because no, if they sell their rights straight to streaming platforms, they earn hmm. way, way less compared to being able to sell But you see this, copies. like there are companies like Criterion who doing this, who's yeah. like releasing all these yeah. art house movies and now like new players in the field uh, let's say Kino Lober mm. Arrow Shout they Factory up, they, they're keeping yeah, it up they're doing a great so job la. so you know though they're keeping the physical media alive rather than you know slip short stuff but on I'm, I'm more worried of the audience growing lesser because with every year that passed with every youngster growing up in the world of Netflix the habit of buying physical copies will just I mean, if they're in, well, if if they're interested in filmmaking, uh, per se, yeah. then they can definitely buy the Blu-rays and see how well, the film was made. When they Let's see YouTube as filmmaking, also, it's a problem. You, YouTube, YouTube doesn't have the bonus features that Blu-rays have. At least I not don't all think of them. it matters to them. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just like you said earlier. They treat content as content. Yeah. They don't true, treat it as filmmaking. They treat it as content, content. creation. Yeah. TikTok. Hey. Oh no! Yeah. I cannot imagine somebody buying a ten thousand dollar red camera and then just using, turning it sideways and say, "Hey, this is my eight K TikTok." <laughs> I think I just pissed Joey off. Yeah, you killed a part of me. <laughs> turning the red camera sideways. Oh my lord! If we ever get banned, it's because of that. Okay, if our podcast gets banned, it's because you actually said turning a red camera sideways <laughs> vertically. My god. Oh boy, wow. <laughs> okay. The sad part is, I hope I'm not joking, I hope I'm proven wrong and nobody does that. I know people are doing that with their DSLRs, but oh my god. <laughs> oh, I really don't know. I can't 
I can't say anything. <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So that's the. I, I think I recovered. Not now. I'm recovered. That's the. Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm back now. I'm back now. <laughs> Holy shit! That what? A, <laughs> I really lost a word from that. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Sorry, so, it led up to that, man. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you have any thoughts on streaming or where cinemas are going to go, let us know. Um, we hope, uh, Scorsese, thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's nice to have a fan like you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to feel validated no. like our thoughts are right. <laughs> yeah, um, I, this is where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> Uh, if you if you haven't followed us on uh, social media, do so. Uh, we do really nice visuals with things that we say. We're trying to do more, uh, like something like more reviews, shorter reviews, Yeah, la, yeah we're, we're gonna have more reviews down down the road. Yeah. Uh, with certain movies that we saw, not we, now it's just us, you know, getting back into this podcasting. Yeah. After a very, let's just say. Le- Miserable is the kind word for yeah. it. Uh, past few months, but yeah, we're back. We're hoping to get some reviews out of there. Yeah. There's some, not just new movies now. I'm also revisiting some classics, so yeah. we get to discuss with Joey on that if he's also seen them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely watches way more than me, la. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're, we're going to be more active again. Leave a mm-hmm. comment. Uh, maybe we even try things like uh, I I. I don't like how it's all about the hype now, like Clubhouse, for example. <laughs> but but I have to give them credit for making... Uh, for example, what they kind of do is making engagement and interaction with podcasters uh, easier. For example, now, like when you listen to us, you can't comment right under our podcast per se. You have to comment mm. in a post on social mm-hmm. media. And that's like a, a division that is hard to bridge. La. So it's sort of like a curation... Uh, social media yeah, curation in a way yeah mm. but it's like an interactive podcast that's mm-hmm. the best way I, the, the layman way of just explaining isn't, what that, isn't that like a live stream yes and no <laughs> uh, yes and no there's some difference there uh, right. but it's just going but right, for example right, right, right. but anyway yeah, yeah so leave a comment and all we'd like to hear from you blah 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 the usual stuff lah. it's always great to be able to share thoughts and all and hey maybe we even want to invite one or two of you on we know lah, uh, the loyal listeners. <laughs> We've been talking, it's just it's a bit hard to arrange the schedules now with uh, COVID and work blocks and travel uh, regulations and all that lah. So okay, I uh, hope you stay safe wherever you are, whatever you do. Stay safe. Enjoy the movies. Yeah. If you are in a, if you're in an area where the cinemas are safe to go, please go. Yeah. Please, please go. Remember to stay hopeful at tough times like this lah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.